0: Good morning and welcome to day 13 and episode 13 of the Sober Rebel Dry January series, which is a special mini series designed to support you through the first month of sobriety, whatever the time of year you're listening to it. It's been put together to share hints and tips from the sober community along the way. I'm Louisa Evans, and I'm a cognitive behavioral hypnotherapist, and I'm sober myself. Cutting straight to the chase today, One of the things about any growth in life is that we have to deal with our comfort zone. And we all have a comfort zone. So this whole episode is dedicated to the comfort zone, what it is and how to expand it. So let's start off with the big question because we hear again a term the comfort zone banded around so much. But what is it? So the comfort zone is a psychological state. In which someone feels at ease because they're not being tested. So inside that zone, people typically don't engage in new experiences or take on any new challenges. They only participate in activities that are familiar, making them feel in control of their environment. And a lot of people stay in their comfort zone because they're looking to avoid feelings of anxiety or stress and of course pain. Anything outside of that zone creates uncertainty. And uncertainty, by its nature, can make us feel anxious. And so, as human beings, we're naturally wired to avoid these feelings. This can make us reluctant to leave our comfort zone. So, why is this all relevant when it comes to sobriety? One of the things for me is that my comfort zone restricted me over the years. I was somebody who suffered from anxiety in my 20s and panic attacks after my father died. And so understanding that this comfort zone, although it felt safe, was actually really restricting me. And when it came to alcohol, alcohol became my comfort zone. As uncomfortable as it felt at times, it was actually what I was used to doing. It was a familiar pattern. If I were to not drink, that would feel uncomfortable to me. I'd feel discomfort. And actually, in early sobriety, a lot of the thoughts we have about needing a drink or wanting a drink are actually uncomfortable. That's what they are. And I don't want to belittle them. It's discomfort. That evening that you resist that drink, that outing where you say no to a drink, where your head's telling you you want one, is discomfort in the moment for long-term gain in the future. So the comfort zone is incredibly relevant. And then of course, once you're in sobriety, your comfort zone is expanding. So you need to look at ways then of expanding it further. Because one of the things with the comfort zone is that it's a movable feast. If it isn't growing, it's shrinking. And that's where when somebody's suffering from anxiety or panic attacks or fears and phobias, they find that their comfort zone is getting less and less and less. So what starts off as a fear of heights because they've been up a mountain or up the Eiffel Tower or they've had some sort of shock to their system, then becomes a fear of higher buildings. They don't even need to be that tall. Then they might not like going near the window. Then they might not like lifts because they're worried about the height of the lift. And then it expands to escalators. Whilst the fears are growing, the comfort zone and what you feel safe and comfortable doing is actually shrinking. So looking to expand our comfort zones is something that's really useful as a self-development tool, especially when it comes to sobriety, because we are constantly going to be pushed outside of our comfort zones and we're going to be doing it sober. So why should you push yourself out of your comfort zone? This safe bubble keeps people from personal growth and doing the things they actually want to, because it requires courage to step outside of it. And this could leave you staying in an unfulfilling job for years, where you feel burnt out or disengaged or miserable. For me, with drinking towards the end, that low feeling, the kicking myself, the berating myself, not feeling authentic, that had become my comfort zone. It was painful, but in a weird, twisted, perverse way, I was very comfortable with it. And you know you're capable of more. I knew I was capable of going sober, or at least I hoped I did. But venturing out and challenging those boundaries scared me because it involved uncertainty. And in this commitment to your 30 days or your longer sober journey, you are now stepping outside of that comfort zone. You're embracing that uncertainty. But let's look at why it's hard to leave your comfort zone. Finding the motivation to leave it isn't easy. And there are three possible reasons why you may be hesitating to take that first step. The first is fear and uncertainty. So in your comfort zone, everything is predictable and that makes you feel safe. For example, you know exactly what to expect. I knew by having a drink most evenings how my evening would pan out. Even if that was not the way I wanted it to be, it was predictable. And when I thought of going sober, I was met with uncertainty. And I remember that video I recorded that first morning, my first 30 days, and I felt really scared. I felt really fearful. So even when you know you've outgrown your comfort zone, fear can hold you back from moving forward. And this is true of any area of life. It could be that fear is holding you back from pursuing a different career path because you're afraid of failure, for example. And the second reason is the temptation of comfort. So even if we want to grow, the pull of the comfort zone is strong because it's safe and it's easy. It's natural for people to want to stay there. Yet staying there also means never moving forward or growing. So growth and comfort can't ride the same horse, to quote Dr Margie Worrell. And I love that saying, Isn't that brilliant? Growth and comfort can't ride the same horse. So she explains that we often forget about the risk of not taking risks. In other words, you risk missing out on the life you have the potential to live. And that was so true of me as a drinker. I just never wanted to put myself out there. Whereas in sobriety, I'm far more willing to expand my comfort zone. I'm looking for growth. I'm looking for opportunities. I'm riding the growth horse. And sometimes I feel uncomfortable in that. Even recently, I just had a personal training session that I would never have done as a drinker. And I felt uncomfortable, but the reward at the end of it was absolutely amazing. And that third reason why you might be resisting leaving your comfort zone, you're doing this 30 days, but how about considering a longer sober period? Or how about considering trying new things in your sobriety? How open are you? to expanding that comfort zone. So the third reason you could be resisting it is a fixed mindset. And a fixed mindset is what it sounds like. It's where you convince yourself that you don't have the necessary skills to do or accomplish something. You talk yourself out of it. And this makes you less motivated to go and look for those opportunities to grow and learn new skills. You lack confidence. And so you use that lack of confidence or your lack of skills as an excuse to stay in your comfort zone. Making statements like, oh, I couldn't do that. I wish I could, but I couldn't. That's not something I could do. That's not something I'm good at. And that mentally keeps you stuck as a way to avoid challenges or to avoid hardship. So successful behavioral change, which is a big part of what I work through with people, is difficult because our behavior is habitual. And the more we repeat certain behaviors, the more we get stuck into fixed patterns. Now we can relate this to alcohol and sobriety and this 30 days, but I'm sure you can relate it to other areas of your life as well. For example, if you suddenly had to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning, you'd find that quite difficult at first if you've been following a bit of an irregular sleep schedule for years. So lasting behavioral change has to start with a really strong willingness to change. That want to change has to be there. And this isn't a plug for hypnosis again, but that is a brilliant way to reinforce and to strengthen your will and your want to change and to challenge that fixed mindset on a deep level. So how do you get out of your comfort zone? Over a century ago, in 1908 to be precise, Robert Yerkes and John Dodson performed an experiment. They were both psychologists and they found an interesting relationship between performance and anxiety. And I'm not talking about the ethics of this experiment because I don't agree with it. So according to the Yerkes-Dodson law, an optimal level of pressure or anxiety increases performance, but only up to a point. Too much pressure then has the opposite effect, causing someone to panic and retreat. So what can we learn from this? Trying to jump too far outside of your comfort zone can have the same effect so doing activities that increase your anxiety too much will have you scurrying even further back into your comfort zone so the best way to leave your comfort zone is to gradually expand it and find your personal optimal level of good stress If you're scared of public speaking, suddenly getting up in front of a room full of 2,000 people will have you scurrying back to your room in no time. Whereas if you can gradually, and this is called systematic desensitisation, and we use this with hypnotherapy to help people with fears and phobias, but if you can gradually expose yourself to the thing you're scared of, to the fear, to the anxiety, in a systemised, safe way, you will desensitise yourself to that fear and anxiety, and your comfort zone will start to expand and catch up with it. So it could be that you stand up in front of one person. In a session with somebody, when I'm looking at a fear or phobia, we'll use the example of public speaking. So they might tell me, look, that would be my 10 out of 10 horror nightmare of standing up in front of 2000 people. And so we look at that and they're usually coming to me because they have something going on. Maybe they're getting married and they have to do a wedding speech or something that they can't avoid. And they're realizing now they have to do something about it. So what we do is we create a graded hierarchy of scenarios. So if that's their 10 out of 10 in their imagination, what we look to do is find out what's a 5 out of 10 for them. Could that be standing up with 50 people in a room, does it matter how many people are in the room? Would it matter if it was being recorded? Would it matter who was in the room? What level of seniority in the business? Does it matter if it's people they know or people they don't know? So we need to understand the fear because it's very personal to them. And then what we do is we look to ascertain a two out of 10, something around two or three. So would that be standing up at home, I'm reading out loud. So could that be just speaking out in a meeting with two other people, getting involved? And again, this could be very, very individual. For some people, that might be reading something out loud to their partner or spouse. That's how bad their phobia's got. But what you need to do is gently expand. And with hypnotherapy, we then do that in your imagination. And the comfort zone catches up, so your mind learns a new way to respond. In deep relaxation, you can't feel stressed. So we relax the body so that you don't feel that anxiety in that moment. And then you imagine it. And imagination is powerful. Your mind doesn't know that it isn't really happening. So it's noticing you experiencing that 2 out of 10. You're feeling calm. If any anxiety rises, the hypnotherapist will bring that anxiety back down. And then you still imagine it and imagine it. And that neural pathway is rewired. And the comfort zone has been expanded. Through repetition then of listening to a hypnosis recording and going out and trying and doing that thing in real life, the person can then test, actually, I'm comfortable with this now. They still wouldn't be comfortable walking into a room with 2,000 people. But bit by bit, you can actually desensitise and expand that comfort zone. So you don't want to freak them out. You don't want to throw them into a situation that's going to see them retreat. And that's the same with anything you're looking to do. Even with sobriety. If you're feeling uncomfortable about that event, then don't go. Build up to it gradually. Build your sober days up before you attempt it. But don't avoid it completely. You do have to expand towards these things. And then once you're in sobriety and confident with your sobriety what else could you expand? What else could you expand towards? So the best way to leave your comfort zone is to gradually expand it to find your optimal level of that good stress. And improving your performance, improving your experience in life is just one of the many reasons to step outside of that zone. As scary as it can feel, it actually feels good. Reaching your goals, living a more fulfilling life. So let's look at some practical ways, not just talking about sobriety and alcohol now, but let's look at something you'd like to do and how to expand your comfort zone towards it. So here's how you do it. So let's look at some different ways you can expand your comfort zone. And the first one is to do something you've always wanted to do. Have a look at your bucket list. Everybody's got a list of things that they would always like to try if only they had the time or the confidence or the energy. Well, in sobriety, you've got all of those things. And if you haven't got the confidence, you can build it. So choose something on your bucket list and get stuck in in the smallest and most comfortable way possible. And look at what the blocks are to you doing that. Are you telling yourself you'd like to learn the piano, but then telling yourself you can't do that because you don't have a piano? Buy a keyboard? What are the workarounds? What small things could you do to make this happen? Another thing to move you out of your comfort zone, as well as sobriety, is to change up your routine. So get up a bit earlier, go to bed a bit earlier, shake up your routine with a bit of spontaneity. If you're working remotely from home, then go to a cafe instead. Just try a different place or doing things differently. All of this is expanding that comfort zone. And of course, you can expand your professional skill set because those zones can get in the way of your personal growth, but it can also get in the way of your professional growth as well. So your work environment will have opportunities for learning. Don't write things off. Don't talk yourself out of things. Just remember that you're looking to expand your comfort zone into your stretch zone where you can be motivated enough but not into your panic zone where you're retreating back. And you do need to be brave. Choose a fear, face it. Brave isn't about eliminating fear. There's a great quote, and I don't actually know who said it to attribute them, but it's feel the fear and do it anyway. Don't throw yourself off a mountain in a hang glider if you don't like heights. Look at how you can expand. Do you go up a ladder? Do you go up the Eiffel Tower? What do you do that feels like the gradual step for you? If you're afraid of public speaking, can you expand that comfort zone gently, knowing that once you've expanded it, it's caught up. It won't shrink as long as you keep doing it. And travel is a really good way to expand your comfort zone. One of the things with the panic attacks I had was it was based around traveling on holiday and feeling like I was far away from home. And so I personally had to build my comfort zone up around travelling further distances, different methods, different countries, further away from home. And now I'll travel anywhere. And what are the rewards then when you leave your comfort zone? What's the reward for you facing that fear or pushing yourself or feeling slight anxiety? The first one is increased resilience. And resilience is the key to better mental health. Self-efficacy and resilience. Your mental strength. So the more you strengthen your resilience and the more you embrace uncomfortable situations, the more able you feel to cope with them and the lower your anxiety. So you'll overcome obstacles in your personal and professional life with a lot more ease and optimism. And we can't talk about any of this without mentioning Maslow and his hierarchy of needs self-actualization. So self-actualization is the need we inherently have within us to become everything we're capable of becoming and it's a process of personal growth and it's how we reach our full potential in life. If you stay in your comfort zone you'll never know what you're really capable of and that isn't a happy place to be. So once you push through the initial fear of leaving it you begin to step into your full potential. You can start by challenging yourself, being more spontaneous, looking for opportunities to learn new things. And self-actualization is a continuous journey. There is no destination. You never reach it, but you're always expanding towards it. And of course, when you leave your comfort zone, you get a big boost in self-confidence. Self-confidence and comfort zones are directly correlated. That means the smaller your comfort zone, the less confidence you have in yourself and in your abilities. But the more you face your fears and challenge them, the more confident you'll become. Confidence and self-esteem are two of the areas that most people would say they could improve upon. And by trying this sober stint or by going sober, yes, you're expanding your comfort zone and you're opening up a whole world of opportunities To expand it further and further and further. And at the end of the day, you want to live with fewer regrets. There's a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bonnie Ware. And it's a really interesting book, actually, where Bonnie reveals the biggest life regrets of her palliative care patients. And they all have a bit of a common theme. So a lot of them said they wish they had the courage to live a life true to themselves and not a life that others expected of them, that they wished they had the courage to express their feelings more, and they wished they'd let themselves be happier. And Ware actually explains in the book that people who didn't chase their dreams, who settled for a mediocre life, then came to regret the choices they'd made or didn't make, and those stuck in those old habits that held them back where fear was lying to them, And where they lied to themselves, telling themselves they were content, they wished they were happier in reality. So living in your comfort zone means taking the path of least resistance. Playing it safe has its advantages, but it can also feel incredibly unfulfilling. You'll never regret leaving the comfort zone. And hang out with some like-minded people, because the more people you can hang out with that think the same way that you do, the better your experience. And of course, you'll be pushed naturally. Although I will say, Lucy, Lucy B, who has asked me to go zip wiring with her, that is so far out of my comfort zone, I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. I have to say, it's not even on my bucket list. So again, you don't have to suddenly start doing things that other people do. Love you, Lucy. You are a total bonkers nutter in sobriety. And I love the challenges you set yourself. And I will watch you and I will film you from terra firma, but you're not getting me up there. So you don't have to follow other people's dreams and wants. Your comfort zone and what your goals are could be completely different to somebody else. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and just to remind you that all of the topics covered in today's episode, if you feel you need help or support with any of them, then please get in touch with a professional. And if you suspect you have a dependency on alcohol, please do seek help. You can find hypnosis recordings on my website using code Sober Rebel to buy one, get one free. And you can also follow me on Instagram at stepping into Sobriety or purchase my audiobook on Audible. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you tomorrow.